Hello, welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It's a podcast that invites you to come find yourself. So you can listen to this and go, oh, thank God for that. It's not just me. And I can talk to you and say, that's right. It's not just you. It is also me. Uh, It's episode 112. I hope if you listened to yesterday's episode that you gave yourself a little cuddle last night. Gave myself a little cuddle when I got into bed. (laughs) Works. (laughs) It works. I've had some head medicine this morning in that I went for a long run past the fuck off house and then I did some yoga afterwards uh, which I was so into that I didn't hear my daughter knocking on the door as she returned from a sleepover (laughs) but the brilliant thing was is that as I opened the door she went are you deaf Um, I was just very like om and uh, relaxed about it and I'm not deaf because I had my hearing checked after my kids kept asking me, are you deaf? I think I just tend to zone out sometimes so I can only hear the things that I want to hear. Um, now, let's talk about going on holiday because it is the school holidays. Today's Bank Holiday Monday. It's beautiful out there. And um I know that some some of my listeners and some of my friends and connections have gone to far flung places. People in America, Antigua, uh, Mexico, all over the place. And uh, I have enjoyed foreign holidays in the past, but there's something about a slightly crappy British holiday that you just can't beat. And I wanted to share with you some reflections on um, a holiday that we had in Devon. We used to go there every year and it used to rain every year and we'd stay on a farm every year and go to the same places. And that's how you make memories, isn't it? Um, And I committed some of them to paper in Reasons to be Cheerful Rides Again, which you can find on Amazon. Or don't buy it because nobody's bloody buying it. Um, Listen to me share bits of it with you on here. And I was reflecting on this because it's just, it pretty much sums up a British holiday experience. So um, we went camping with our friends who have got a van with optics and an awning and a DVD player. And uh, we'd swapped the usual New Forest to go to North Devon. So... Here's here's what happened. Under normal circumstances, we wouldn't travel so far to go camping, but lured by friends with whom we knew we could pass time without killing each other, we went for it. And at first it was lovely. We had beautiful sunshine for two days, an actual camping holiday that involved a trip to the beach without wellies. It was marvellous. But then the weather remembered that we were on holiday and sent 48 hours of rain and sea mist. This caused one set of friends to go home, who I talked about a couple of episodes ago, because their inflatable tent failed. Um, And we had to use our fog lights in August. Here's a weird thing, though. Despite the shitty weather that made us complete and utter martyrs for the remaining two days of the holiday, and caused my husband, he had to buy Tesco trainers. We went to Tesco's and bought some trainers. Because he'd only bought one pair of shoes and isn't that. I love my husband for that. And I know lots of my friends have partners, boyfriends, husbands that are very much the same. They're like, yeah, 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 we went on holiday. He bought three pairs of pants. 
one pair of shoes. Yeah. Um, can I just say, though, just to, you know, in the spirit of fairness, my husband always brings the correct number of pants. I always bring double the amount that I need. Um, but yeah, he didn't bring enough shoes. So we had to buy some from T-E-S-C-O. Um, we had a brilliant time and we would do this holiday again because we are friends with people with a van and an awning. We uh, rediscovered the joy of gin rummy. Now, I thought I didn't know this game and it turns out I did. It has the same rules as every other card game. You must forget whose turn it is because you're too busy talking rubbish to keep track. You must accuse one another of cheating. And the person who says that they're no good at this game will be a complete liar who wins every round. We also rediscovered the joy of shops that cater for people who are trapped in one place and so need things to spend their money on. Fucking hell, the stuff in this um, campsite shop. They had books about cross-eyed cats. It Like the cross-eyed cat was the hero of the story. Um, and multi-purpose bottle openers with names on that were popular in the 70s and 80s. So, <laughs> what you always, <laughs> you know, like my friend's husband's called Gary, and we we know that if we go to a campsite, we'll be able to buy him a bottle opener with his name on it. You never find one for a girl that's that says Tony. You never do. Um, no, only with a Y on a campsite. We, okay, I completely lost the plot. I blame the fact that one of the cards in our Jim Rummy pack was a joker that had been used to replace a missing nine of clubs, which meant that somebody had drawn a club on top of the joker's head, except that it looked like a cock and balls. That pretty much set the bar for the conversation, which then turns to ways in which we could create enormous havoc by using UV paint, security lights and menacing gnomes. It has been a while since I pulled a crying and laughing at the same time face. It reminded me that I need more nights like that. I've had a few moments like that, mostly with my daughter. We did the classic of, um, we were at a pub and there was a teacher at the next table. And I said to my daughter, there's, well, it was the head teacher. I said, mm, there's the head teacher but she didn't realise how close by they were sitting and said his name really loudly. And knowing you can't look at each other, because you know, and I couldn't look at their table, we were just like crying like naughty children in a class. We had the absolute best of British entertainment. Now, you know when you're in a barn with a bar and a soft play area, so this campsite had facilities, it had a shop full of boss-eyed cat books and uh, bottle openers, and it had a show bar. And uh, in this show bar was a Britain's Got Talent semi-finalist. It was Merlin. He walks in, juggled some knives, balances a pub table on his chin and then risks drowning by having a diver's helmet put on his head and filled with water while he tries to escape from chains. And it, not even just that, he was stood in an Angry Birds inflatable paddling pool so he wouldn't get the floor wet. Just fucking brilliant. <laughs> he, <laughs> Merlin is, he's a legend. He, I mean, he's a holiday memory for all of us. We had the absolute best of British entertainment again. We had planned on taking the kids to Disney at some point, but changed our minds because we've had all the theme park fun that we need at the Milky Way in North Devon. Why fly for 10 hours to then spend a week queuing for hours for high-tech rides when you can have an alien experience 
where you are led through the dark by a teenager from Biddeford who knows that they can't kid you that you're on an abandoned alien spacecraft because everybody knows that you're really in a blacked out shipping container but your children will still freak out because confined to dark spaces are scary. It's it was so good. Like everyone's in on it. Everybody's like, this is shit. But it's so good. It was so good. Um, and then why bother with virtual reality rides and Lucasfilm slash Disney approved experiences when you can see someone's personal collection of Star Wars memorabilia, which includes a spooky Luke Skywalker model and an Ewok still in its packet. It was just, it's like they've gone, you know, Uncle Alan's got all this stuff, you know, he's got a jukebox and an, and a massive um, life-size Elvis figurine. Oh, and that Star Wars collection from when he was nine. Let's just put all that in one of the other barns. So good. Our son went on a roller coaster that he'd waited five years to go on. And as we watched through the sea mist, we could just about see his beaming face as he passed the are you taller than, than the red line test to ride at the very front with his sister. It didn't matter where he was. He made it. We then watched a falconer who will not let you touch his birds. He, he is utterly serious about this. It, he completely slags off anyone who puts on a bird show where you're allowed to touch the birds. He will not let you touch his birds because he is not into pissing off owls, but he is into getting them to swoop low over your head. We sat right next to one of the perches to get the best view and recited his set with him, enjoying the familiarity of his spiel. But then it gets even better because we saw Merlin again and wondered how much a good sword juggling escapologist gets paid these days. Whatever it is, we suspect that it's not enough. And so, despite the fact that every time we go camping, we end up moaning at the weather, our inability to pack properly, the incredible noise and lack of sleep that combine to make you feel like you're hallucinating in the mornings, and the fact you have to put the bloody tent up when you get home, because Britain is not the south of France. We're going to go again. We're not going again. I've told you this already. We got two dogs instead, which means that not only are we not going camping, we're definitely not going to Disneyland. So there you have it. Happy bank holiday. I think we're there. Oh, we're there. We're at the end of the episode. What do I hope for you? I hope that you um, remember one of your best of British holiday memories. And if you're not in the UK, um, I hope you remember a similarly um, nearby holiday that you had that made you laugh, especially if you went on a ride that was a blacked out shipping container. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please give it a share and thank you to everyone who has supported the podcast. I love doing this and I love that you're listening. And I hope that you have been able to find yourself today. Have a great day and I'll be back with you tomorrow. <laughs>